10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Fuel community. My name is Wack Wack Attack. Today is January 27th. That's right. And um, yeah, we've got um, a packed episode for you all. So let's get started. So um, a few days ago, we had this um, event DAO um, comment uh, post that came through where it said uh, crypto manufacturer voted for proposal one, invite Gitcoin. So of course, you know, as you saw uh, a little while ago, there was a path to invite a bunch of new uh, ODAO members. Um, one of those was Gitcoin um, and the vote for them to get added um, started a few days ago. And then Nangas released a post saying, hey, ODAO members, um, as per this expansion post, the Gitcoin ODAO proposal is available for voting. And <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. A few members have already voted. Please use the following command to cast your vote. And then there's a link. And then, um, yeah, that was and that was um, it getting ready for uh, getting ready for the for them to get added to the ODAO. So what happened after that was um, Rocket Pool uh, voted as well for vote number nine, which took them over the threshold for proposal eleven. So um, Gitcoin were officially added to the ODAO. Now, uh, once that happened, Jasper sent out a tweet saying congratulations to Gitcoin for joining the Rocket Pool ODAO. While the ODAO remains necessary for Rocket Pool to function, it's ideal for the rewards to go to public goods funding. Nine votes for their inclusion, from including Bankless, Superphase and the Rocket Scientists. So it's really great that they got approved. And um, Gitcoin, for those of you who don't know, are the people who set up um, grants funding rounds for um, the Ethereum ecosystem. So it's a really cool organization and um, they they definitely fund public goods, which is fantastic. And then Superphase, oh wait, I'm sorry, there was, oh, well, I guess I lost that. Sorry, there was supposed to be a tweet. Oh, here it is. Um, Superphase says, I'm proud to welcome um, KBW to the Rocket Pool ODAO as part of Gitcoin. So glad to have you on board, Kyle. And then, um, Kyle retweeted Fizz and he says, I have loved using Rocket Pool protocol and interacting with the community. It's fire, rocket, rocket, fire. And Gitcoin is excited for the chance to participate. So this is really cool. Um, like I said, Gitcoin is a really great organization. They have really good um, values and ideals that are aligned with the Ethereum ecosystem. And I think they're going to be really good players in in the in being part of the ODAO. Um, so welcome to the Rocket Pool community, Kyle and the Gitcoin team, and um, we're really happy to have you. Okay, the next thing we have is a post-mortem from the first round of the grant. Um, the grants obviously have been started to be paid out now, and um, all the approvals from the first round have gone out. So um, Kyle wrote this post where he said in his post post-mortem i'd like to reflect on the first three months of the gmc's existence and our first rounds of grants i'll touch on what went well what could be improved and how we the committee and also the community might change things in the future to make it work better so then um, he says the first round scoring and awarding he says there were some initial hurdles about how to do that and basically we were relying on the google doc but then we got um, um a forum set up on the rocket pool discord which really helped um process some of the conversation that we were having 
and then um, another thing that Cal really liked and that I also liked was a Zoom call that we set up where six of the seven members of the team um, of the GMC attended and we talked through each grant application one by one and it was a very, very productive session that we really liked. And then um, Cal says there were a few folks who I personally would have liked to see more engaged in the scoring and awarding discussion process. But in the big picture, I actually think there'd been really good balance between people who were very active in the first month on setting up our rubric, our communication and workflow, and people who were active in the second month on scoring and awarding things, and people who were active in the third month of setting up and distributing awards. So that was really cool. And then this is private versus public discussion. And this is where he was talking about how um, it was really difficult. <coughs> Excuse me. It was really difficult to um, um, have conversations in the public because he says, you know, I believe it's necessary for people to talk honestly about the awards and for the efficiency needed to get things done in time. And um, yeah, the one uh, place where we had some public discussions, um, it kind of went off track quite a few times. And um, yeah, he, he just goes on to explain more of that. Um, then with community input, he was really happy about um, the forum discussions where people were asking questions of the grant people and he says he wants more people to participate next time. There were official challenges um, of challenges of the rewards. So, you know, um, if you're not happy with the reward for some reason, you can challenge that reward. And by challenging that reward, you can, um, you can, um, by challenging that reward, you can, um, try to get it changed by the community and he says that he's really glad there were no official challenges and he would um, not been uh, personally speaking he wouldn't have been happy if there were successful challenges because um, then you know what's the point of the GMC but um, he says um, my personal thinking on challenges is that it makes sense in the context of disagreeing with the decision to fund or not fund something but disagreements over specific funding levels feels like micromanagement and gets us into the incentive question above and then he had his strongest language was about the retrospective award cap, which he believes um, was a huge limitation in getting us um, to give grants out in the beginning because people who got um, retroactive uh, grants, myself included on that, um, we only got a third of our grant um, with uh, further amounts coming in um, future months. So that was that was just the way things are, I guess. There's, there was limitation of the RPIP. So that's something that he thinks should change going forward. And then um, schedule moving forward. Um, he has some ideas about um, how we might switch to an open application style since the first batch is behind us. So it will just require some time every week from the GMC to um, stay on top of what's happening instead of doing it all every three months, like in one hardcore, like, period so um, I really like the idea too but um, maybe you know after the calces here after we get past June then maybe we can transition towards that depending on how many applications are coming in and how things are looking and he said community expectations the committee slash GMC manager he says this is kind of big one for me but I've been lazy and I should have been gathering evidence so below to write it up but he basically here he talks about um, things that people want done things that happened and how all of that should be managed and um what what's going on with that so those are definitely some um some really good post-mortem that he put out there so i said thanks cal um the first round would not have been successful as it was without your phenomenal input so he did a really really good job with that and then um val says i want to speak in defense of the retroactive award cap which i might have been involved in ideating or not it's been a minute and he says after this round ended i was sorely disappointed in how few forward-looking items there were especially bounty yes i mean bounty not bounties um 
I was uh, disappointed in the community and I was disappointed myself. I will do better. There's already a live thread for keeping ideas for the next round, which is really great. I've covered that on Rocket Fuel before. This is the point of the retroactive award isn't uh, limit isn't to damage retroactive award recipients, though I'll grant this is a side effect, is to light a fire under people to figure out um, forward looking items. So that's that's fine, but I think um, it doesn't really address the 50% cap that we faced, but thanks Val for that comment. Um, so yeah, that was that was the post-bottom of the grants. And speaking about the grants, we um, got some more money coming in to the grants management committee. We got 3,200 RPL for um, the last month's inflation. And then we got 17,600 RPL for uh, previous inflation that the grants committee had. Um, that was owed to us from, from the people who manage the, the payments from the past. So... Um, the GMC is going to be in a good position going forward, and I think um, I think um, you know we'll we'll be we'll learn from the issues from the first round and definitely build those build on those in the next round. So thanks for that. Um, next, we had a few issues from Joe that he shared over the weekend. Um, the first one he said for this past month, basically I've been burning the proverbial midnight oil and working some very long hours to ship Atlas and version 1.9 on time, including on weekends. And during this whole thing, my wife has been an absolute saint, taking care of our daughter and the house in general, basically running the ship on her own. She doesn't know any of you, so I'm not sure if this is even appropriate or not. But if you wouldn't mind sending her a quick thank you to show that we do have a community and we do care i would absolutely appreciate if you the kind words um i don't have time to make a pop or anything but uh, i'll make a thread here just in case to keep the traffic down so trading can get back to its regularly scheduled programming so um the thread was made and in the thread there was over 136 messages of kindness for joe and his uh, for his wife especially um so let's have a look at some of the messages they were like really beautiful um people like um said um you know like there were lots of like thanks and uh, appreciation and um some people actually put like a lot of effort into that comment like here jasper said joe is a pure soul he gives and gives to build a world i'm guessing he would be proud to share with you if you and your daughter <coughs> excuse me if you and your daughter are what inspired joe to continue giving what he can whenever he can then you two must be True, truly be special when the nights without him get long please keep in mind the billions of future strangers who one day might be living just a slightly more free existence thanks to the work of your husband we deeply appreciate the ethos joe brings beyond his code he's compassionate as an inter intermediate uh, he shuffles messages from the core team to his other uh, to his other crying toddler trading i'm sure your daughter will grow up wonderful role models in the two of you and i'm hoping his values flow through both of you thank you joe thank you mrs joe and thank you little joe so that was a really lovely message and there's a whole load of other ones as well here that i just don't have the time to read all of them out so um it's really wonderful that um people took the time to say these kind words to uh, joe's wife and just show their appreciation and i've talked here a whole bunch of times about how joe's like working too hard he's gonna get burnout and like i'm kind of like <laughs> worried about him <laughs> but um him and mav of course they'll be working seven days a week and i'm sure the other team members have as well but it's just not as visible um i know that they're all working really really hard right now and like you know we as a community love them and want the best for them but some people really like took the time to like write really beautiful thoughtful messages and um that's really nice so if you want to read some positivity then go and go and um 
have a look at, at those messages. They're really lovely. Okay, next we have this update from Joe. He says, uh, all right, guys, I have an update. I'll make it quick. And it's just about done with one exception. So here we have the new documents for Rocket Pool's Atlas update. Um, and there's, you know, in the screenshot, it says, this page describes features that are currently in beta and only apply to certain test networks. Nothing here is live in mainnet yet. And then it has information that Joe says, I'm not going to get to the Solar Staker migration guide before Denver. Uh, we'll get there. But apart from that, it'll be... Um, it'll be enough to start playing with the LEB8 guide. Um, he says uh, enough to start playing with, and he said the LEB8 guide is wild. With that, I adjourned for the weekend, and um, then he he left that. Um, and the, but then there were still more updates from Joe. So he says, um, all right, so testing passed. We have a viable release for an alpha at least. Um, the first interval, once everybody gets used to the thing, is going to use rewards tree version 5. Docs are done except solar staker migration, which may or may not make it in before Denver. Kane's working on that while I do the client testing. And he says known issues. Besu's latest version is balked. It's not working. He says uh, until we can merge a fix on the branch into the dev build to use something else for now on Jijing or go back to 22.10.3 on Prater. So Besu is still causing issues. And Joe says uh, Bonsai, their, their database version is hard. So they've, they've definitely got some issues there that need to be fixed. Okay, after that, we have another update from Joe as well. He says, okay, guys, for the sake of transparency, here's where we are. This is going to get kind of technical, but I'll sum it up at the end. So um, in this message, um, Joe was talking about, um, he says, um, so during testing today on Prater today, uh, during testing to operator today, <laughs> I found a discrepancy between the balance submission between the old watchtower and the new one. It's uh, ended up being broken down into three parts, and then he gives some information about what those mean. So definitely, like read this thread to get all the information. Um, and then he finished the message. Like, because of all of these, I'm changing it. So use the old balance submission behavior until a certain cutover epoch. That's March. That's the March 14th thing I asked patches to verify. Then I'll switch to the new stuff. That way the order has time to upgrade without running into consensus failure. He says, I'll do that tomorrow. I should be able to publish the release for you guys to play with on both Zhizheng and Prater. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. I'm going to bed. So, um, yeah, there's some um, issues going on with like how the information is being gathered. But that's quite a long post, so I'll let you go and read that yourselves. Okay, next we're going to move on to some Stata news. Um so um for those of you who know like on friday's episode we spent a big chunk of the first part of the episode like um about 40 percent of it i think just less than 40 percent of it talking about um stata and like their version so here um sasano also got um a wind of like you know some of the the things that were happening with stata and like the accusation of forks and stuff and he shared this uh, tweet from nixo that we talked about on friday's episode so let's listen to sasano for a second and see what he has to say community. So Nixo said here, uh, forking repos is good. It's why open source is great, because we can iterate and improve on work. But probably best to say, hey, we're a clone of this other protocol and here's where we improved, rather than wait for the community to start recognizing vestigial code you forgot to remove. And what Nixo is talking about here is that Stata Labs, which is another Ethereum staking so Right, okay, so that, he was bringing up the same kind of points that we were bringing up on um, Friday's episode about, you know, code being forked and not um not really um uh, acknowledged and the licensing wasn't working properly and like well, they weren't sharing the information so then uh, stata released this uh, um, this post saying uh, stata's eth x 
architecture um, clarified. So here it says there's been some discussion over the past few hours about Stadia uh, being a fork of Rocket Pool. This is an unfortunate and false perception. We wanted to clarify the following. And it says Stadia's um, ETH liquid staking protocol has 13 key modules, one of which is the current Stadia node under beta test module. Um, Stadia's liquid staking product on ETH has a multi pool architecture that makes the protocol both decentralized and scalable while enabling the lowest bonding requirements blah 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 and then they show a diagram of all the different um different um uh, parts the modules that go into their code so then you know developed by state is in blue and forked from other open source protocols in yellow so the idea they have is they've you know got all these blue ones and the only one that is yellow is the node that they have which is based on the smart node stack so it says for one of our modules, i.e. Stata node, <coughs> we are leveraging Rocket Pool's open source code and have adapted it to interact with our ETHX smart contracts. And then um, that went and like clarified that information. It says GLP version three license for Stata node. We want to reiterate that it's still beta code testing on private Discord with select set of node operators solely for community involvement in the development process and not publicly distributed for launch. The access to the server was gated by means of Google form and access was granted only to people who've been invited by state and have filled out the form at no stage in the current version of the product meant for public launch consumption. The state node didn't have the GLP version three license, a GPL version three license since um, development has not yet been completed and the product is not in the form ready to be released. The release version of the product will be open sourced and made available along with the GPL version three license change logos, etc. So that's their, um, that's their uh, um, a response to that. Um, but then there were also some other comments and tweets that I thought I'd just share with you all. Um, so one of the things that came out of Stata was they were arguing that their rewards will be higher um, compared to um, uh, other LSDs the way they describe it. So here's an image from their documents and this is ETHX and then there's a chart showing that their yield will be 8.1%. And on the right we have self-stake like 32 ETH solo stakers and their, um, their returns will be 6%. And then they show a mini pool 16s in the middle and saying that you know the rewards there are 6.9 percent however what they didn't include was um, leb8s in that um, evaluation and because the rewards from leb8s are actually going to be around 8.5 percent which is higher than status um, rewards so even though they require less bond the difference is that their commission percent is a lot lower so you'll only be getting a five percent commission on 28 eth from the pool instead of rocket pool getting a 14% commission on 24 ETH from the pool. So that's the main difference there. However, this definitely brought up a lot of discussion um, over the last few days. And um, people like Noshua were talking about how um, it's too early to claim that you know, we're more profitable. Um, and the reason for that Noshua gave was because it is um, not taking into account the, the rewards that will be earned with uh, the Rocket Pool token as collateral for RPL or the Stata token for um, the Stata service. So um, Valdov had this really good post. He says, fair um, that, you know, we can't claim that. It's more ETH producing per ETH investment. Profitable is harder because it needs assumptions about Stata and RPL trajectory. Assuming Stata and Stata rewards are neutral and ETH and RPL and RPL rewards are neutral versus ETH, they do outpace us. 109% solo APY versus 123% solo APY. However, the current price plus tokenomics implies they need to get a bigger market share than 
us already and their fully diluted market cap is 205 million dollars um ours with three years inflation is 1.07 billion dollars the required no the inflation is just over a year and a half but maybe um the required sd value per specific amount of lsd is one seventh and that's the best case assuming zero permissionless pools so 205 divided by 1060 um multiplied by one seven over one is equal to 1.34 uh, vaguely realistic cases that half of the LSD comes from um, LSD comes from the permission side, which means they need 2.7 times our market share to justify the current price relationship. In short, I do feel Rocket Pool's LEB eights are more profitable right now, but I acknowledge that it's complex and it's not just a matter of pure ETH APY based on invested ETH. Then again, that table was originally produced by Stater, so it does feel like fair game. So then he tagged me in there to clarify that information because I was talking about how uh, Rocket Pool was more profitable. But of course, as always, there's nuance in that discussion. Um, and again, then Yorick uh, replied to uh, Val by saying, that was my point. Your table is silly um, because it doesn't even consider the project token. And that's a large part of it. But if we're playing your game, then on pure ETH basis, Rocket Pool is more profitable. Our full discussion gets more complex, which is why I also said, don't chase APY exclusively that how the project presents itself matters for security. If they had presented an article that digs into profitability with token, with relative token and documents assumptions, such as we think we can get to 3x rockable size because we have permissioned operators, then here's the math with our assumptions, copy this Google Doc and play with the parameters, that would have gotten respect. So what Yorick is saying, there was ways of them being more clear with the information that would have gotten um, us to engage with it in a more positive way. However, they produced limited um, information about the numbers so just taking it at face value you know we can do the same thing i guess i'm um, sorry if i'm putting words into your mouth yorick but um it was definitely um it was definitely a really good discussion and um th as always you know there's nuance to these topics okay and then the next thing was um this tweet by marceau and he said um status um lst um, a summary of red flags and then he talks about red flags about like lies about forking and venture raise was led by 3AC and rushed launch going from early beta to mainnet in one month no clarity on the important ODAO or oracle details and overall reckless um, disregard for security and audits um, actively deletes um, comments um, and bans dissenters on their discord who ask reasonable probing questions um, raised an egregious ICO last year um, where only 4% of the tokens were sold to the public at an implied fully diluted value of $587 million comparatively 34% was kept for insiders Maso says I get excited when I see new LST, LST platforms especially those that are permissionless I want to like and invest in them my bias is towards optimism but this one there's no way so a lot of comments came out about um, you know other people having some areas of concern in this and um, how how that works out um, and there were a couple of interesting things that happened that I wanted to cover is um, people were accusing Maso of basically um, pandering to Rocket Pool and um, like a bag bias basically which of course I think is preposterous because Maso was like openly talked about other uh, LSTs and um, staking uh, protocols that are out there in positive terms um, and then another thing was like this uh, conversation that he had with DeFi Dad uh, well not this one um, yeah maybe this one um, DeFi Dad said you know um, they basically got into a back and forth discussion that I'm not going to cover all of here but there was a lot of uh, really good points that were made in that discussion and um, 
I think you know they they're working together on on developing some ideas, which I think is really really great. So um, I'm really happy that you know this this kind of positive interaction, um, a mutually respective respectable interaction happened, where people are like trying to learn and share positive information instead of people like kind of mudslinging and um, saying that look you're like talking to this bug bug bias like this polka addict saying I don't know uh, but. Um, something's telling me someone is biased and being a little bit insecure about his RPL bonded in the Rocky Pool mini pools and that's just in the smoothing pools or who knows if there's more so that's the kind of thing that um, other people then started talking about that as well and I think that obviously as a discussion point is kind of besides the point so um, there was definitely some value in this thread so go and have a look at it but um, the conversation with DeFi Dad is the one that you really want to be like digging into and seeing what was being said in there because that was a good one Okay, next is we have some uh, cool stuff from Denver. So we've already had the first Rocket Pool event that took place on Sunday. Um, it was uh, uh, supposed to be a build session where people could like play with the Proteus and um, like get a node up and running and all that good stuff. However, um, the internet at Denver is absolutely horrible from all um, all accounts so far. So um, that didn't work out that way so it just ended up being like kind of a presentation by Fornax but anyway here we have um uh, some photos from Denver that I'm already sharing to get all you all hyped who have not gone out there yet um here you know Fornax said we met someone incredibly famous and um there's Ken and I guess one of those people is Fornax I'm not sure who the other person is and then we had this update from Sneaky he says that I'm the first person at the workshop which was yesterday um and you could see like the workshop workshop area um so that was really cool um and then uh, <laughs> sneaky says uh, ken legit asked me to bring a wrench today so he got the five dollar wrench of course you know which is the five dollar wrench attacks so i don't think he attacked anyone with that wrench thankfully i think it was more to do with assembling this bike um which is really cool and then yeah um so the bike is going to be part of the rocket pool booth where you will uh, ride the bike for five minutes by riding the bike you will power a generator the generator will power a node that will run an ethereum stake which is really really awesome um so they were preparing the proteus bike and that's ken and i think uh munchkiner um from gravita because he's wearing the gravita t-shirt um and then here there's some pictures from um sneaky um oh maybe that's fornax i'm not sure but yeah, and then this is from the, the Rocket Pool session, um, the, the build workshop about, <coughs> excuse me, about why Rocket Pool makes it easier to stake and how it's working. So yeah, it's it was it was really good stuff. And I'm really happy that people are sharing their photos from Denver. And I'll keep sharing photos here until we, um, until um, I get that up myself. I'm not sure how much I'm going to be online in that time, but hey, like it should be, it should work. Okay, and then there's some more stickers here as well from Munchkinner, where there's a Rocket Pool Marcadian system, um, which is the Proteus, and then um, we've got some stickers for people who attended the session, and I think these were uh, Builders Workshop uh, stickers, and they got POAPs as well, and then also something else, like a different sticker. I think we talked about that Rocket, Fu Rocket Fuel before. But yeah, it was really, really exciting that stuff is already happening, and um, yeah, that's the pack that we already showed you. And we already saw that as well. Okay, next is this really, really cool thing that Patera shared. It was his weekend project and it looks absolutely amazing. So basically he made an app for the Gnosis Safe where um, if we have a quick look at the video, there's no sound. So you set up a new wallet within the within the safe 
and you make generate keys and then you use that gnosis safe and basically um, the rocket scan website to start a new node and a new mini pool um, within a matter of minutes um, it literally takes um, like literally like this video is a minute uh, one minute ten seconds long and it is uh, two times speed but then the transactions were the only things that were slowing things down to, to go through on goalie so um Pateris will like kind of cut those edited those out but i think the whole process took less than five minutes of going through um rocket scan and gnosis safe of getting your um node set up and your mini pool set up um, which is absolutely amazing so i think i don't fully understand the the technicals of this but people were, like really excited about this so um jasper says holy shit and he says did you launch a testnet mini pool from rocket scan and pateris says yeah two times sped up but i caught the parts we're waiting for transaction confirmations and um pateris says what's more impressive is that the node is a gnosis safe which of course it adds a level of um, safety to that and um superfiz uh, turned out and got really excited as well but i don't have that comment handy um non-fungible yokum says the tricky part uh, is building the mini pool deposit transaction and getting that built right with the correct deposit data expect a mini pool address and create two salt getting that into command line two without output a json file um could be dropped into rocket scan the web three node seems like the next step so already people are like iterating on ideas of how to make this better and smoother and um a non-fungible yokum says um the tricky part yeah that's what we just talked about sorry and then patera says yeah that's the tricky part i spent the whole day implementing deposit data to create two in javascript and getting it to work but it works it can fully launch a mini pool i generate random validator key for each mini pool that can be imported into the smart node like the way you do with all nodes and um yeah it's really really awesome like what um Pateris did here and Fizz says holy shit and then he explains um Oh yeah, he says, why aren't we celebrating this? Like, it's, it's huge. And Pateris says, my weekend project is very ugly at this point. So um, that's that's what he's going to be working on, I guess, to make it a little bit more beautiful. But I think that's going to be really, really awesome. So good job, Pateris, for your weekend project. Okay, next we have this... Um, just give me a second. <laughs> um, oh yeah, okay. Um, uh, non-fungible locum says this is why i'd rather see the keys generated from seed phrase on the node then then node dump some json data um the prospective operator could paste in the web interface and he's um three uh, a35 uses so you would have a separate seed but it could be used for all your validators and non-fungible locum says yes it also keeps people from launching pools without actually having a node to run it on which of course would cause big problems because you'd yeah you you wouldn't you'd be getting uh leakage penalties like right away so you definitely need to have and then romana says that's what the rescue node is for <laughs> that's funny <laughs> so that was really cool that was a really good discussion um and next we had this uh, tweet um from um uh, m31 capital who says a protocol highlight rocket pool as more users seek to participate in eth staking decentralized platform like rocket pool can help democratize staking and create a more inclusive inclusive um cryptocurrency ecosystem and it says uh, that the rpl token has gone up by 21 percent year to date and the other tvl sorry has increased 21 percent year to date and is now at uh, 412 eth which is amazing and that line of course as you can see is like up only um, and 
I really feel like, you know, in March 2022 and September 2022, we got these two periods where the numbers kind of went vertical for a while. I really feel like this next period, uh, basically from the March and April this year, we're going to go like super vertical. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we... I don't, I don't we're gonna do really well <laughs> I think we're gonna do really really well um yeah so that was really cool and next um I, you know I talking about that growth um as you know you know we have some real marriages that have happened before with Marco Barco and other people with Patricio and others and um, because stake on behalf um got cancelled like the team removed it because of the exploit the griefing exploit um it seems like it hasn't stopped um Marco from speaking spinning up more whale marriages so what's happened is i guess is that the person that marco is in the whale marriage with sent marco um rpl and then marco staked that on his note himself um of course this adds trust assumptions to the whole process but um these marriages are still happening and that's one of the reasons why you know the growth is continuing because we now have over uh, 8.2 million rpl has been staked by node operators um i think that number will be at 10 million within the next few months which is really exciting to see um and of course you know there's going to be more eth locked up than ever before as well so um even though you know um withdrawals are coming i definitely don't see this number having any kind of um downtrend really the only way i see it going is up pretty much so at least for the foreseeable future so that is really really exciting okay and then next we had this tweet from mark zeller who of course you know is um is uh, working with Aave and involved in Aave governance and was um, a key person who got our ETH listed onto Aave. He says, I created a proposal to add CB ETH to the Aave, the Aave version 3 LSD e-mode category. This proposal, if governance vibes with it, will allow both high staking yield via LSD loops and to bet on CB ETH repeg post Shanghai. So, you know, the, the allow folding, which will allow um, things to people to get really high gains and he said next would be our eth from the rocket pool in emo 2 but our eth liquidity in rv version 3 is too thin for now if you own our eth and want to join the e-mode fund click on the deposit button so there's a button on the website like um you know for Aave, deposit your our eth build up that eth demand on Aave. sorry that our eth demand on Aave, and then that will help you um get emote faster and then Marcel replied by saying got any details on how much our ETH liquidity is needed I can try to rally some deposits so I think that would be absolutely amazing if we could get that um, in the next month or two around uh, Shanghai and Atlas because it will just drive rocket pool adoption into the strat stratosphere that having emote set up along with um, you know the majority of current node operators switching to LEB8s will get us um, on the path to over a million uh, ETH TVL which is going to be amazing if that happens okay next we have this update from Munchkinner who works on Graviter that we've talked about a couple of times so I'm just going to give a couple of little shout outs to other projects that are working like adjacent to Rocket Pool so Graviter of course is um, you know a lending protocol this is maximize the value of your liquid staking tokens by borrowing against them uh, interest-free so that's what's kind of distinguishing uh, Graviter from others at the moment is you have a zero percent <coughs> excuse me <coughs> zero percent interest rate and it says enjoy interest-free borrowing with a low max fee of 0.5 percent for positions longer than six months take a short-term position and pay even less and then there's productive cap 
like uh, collateral and decentralization and it says featured asset vessels so they're going to have wrapped eth r eth wst eth and cb eth with more coming soon so um gravity is a very uh, rocket pool line project and they're giving um, r eth you know the center stage in their adoptions so that's really cool to see so once that launches i'll definitely be covering more of that uh, of gravity as well um and then we had another update uh, from wonder who um it says hello everyone so this is in the node set uh discord but he was talking about it in the rocket pool discord as well so he says hello everyone it's been a while but as always a lot as is happening behind the scenes today we're excited to announce the rebranding of our team we are now node set though our mission hasn't changed empowering and can empowering and connect node operators with new opportunities across the web of value we're tweaking the server to match our new branding courtesy of the extraordinarily talented sleety.eth feel free to show your support by blasting our new emoji or even just the text version all across the internet and that's not all though stay tuned for an upcoming post that will go into a bit more technical details on what we're building so i will definitely keep an eye out for those technical details for those of you who don't know um there was a group in uh, the trade in uh, the rocket pool discord called like professional node operators or node operators association um there was a lot of talk in there about you know how to get um other people's eth and stake it for them um it was a really good discussion really good um like a long-lasting discussion as well and out of there we got noah which was a, a project run by wanda and nick s um and then that kind of became um yasp yeah another staking protocol which is kind of like in the middle stages and now they've settled on node set which is um what they're what they're going forward as um they've got new branding and new a new look um so that's really exciting they've also got um a twitter page here it says today we're excited to announce our rebrand to node set so if you have a look at their website there's an issue though wonder if you're watching this um the website has like a it's not secure um so you've got to be careful about that but at the, at the moment the website's not really populated with much information but you can put your email address in there and you can get links to their twitter their discord um and also like their github for their paperwork and you can email them as well if you're curious about info so um you know i've always loved to give shout outs to people who are building on rocket pool building next to rocket pool like really like um building each other up so um i definitely want to give a shout out to um gravita and node set today um, and finally i'm just going to finish with this post from langers in um, protocol that i was i missed earlier um so langers is here everyone if you'd like to help atlas and have fun playing with the post shanghai testnet keep your eyes peeled for the next smart note release version 1.9.0 alpha um, this release includes zhizheng um, testnet and atlas support so you'll be able to spin up eight ETH mini pools migrate 16 ETH mini pools to eight eth mini pools migrate solo staking validators to rocket pool and much more we hope that many of you participate in the testing be aware that we consider this build a devnet so there will most likely be bugs to be squashed um joe will post the release in the release channel uh Zhizheng is very small so it sinks super quick uh, the team will be at eth denver we will collate feedback and make updates on our return happy bug hunting rocket pool so this is absolutely fantastic that you know you can start messing around with um leb8s and um, migrations and solo staking and converting your mini pool 16s um on on um on the testnet soon um i think that really should be happening any day now you know we saw joe was talking about it already and um i think um you'll get a pull up for testing atlas stuff i think 
there's a git pop for that as well so um test it play around with it give your feedback to the team and um you know we want uh, atlas to go as well as possible so we need as many people as possible testing this having their eyes on it trying to play around with all the different features make sure everything is working the way it's supposed to be so on that note i will finish today's episode um i hope you all have a lovely start to the week this week we will have episodes on tuesday and wednesday on thursday friday saturday and sunday i will be in denver however i have some ideas for getting um media out there over those days but <coughs> but um I will need to um, see how that's going to work out. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about meeting a whole lot of you in person. Um, it's going to be really amazing to um, catch up with people who I've talked to on Discord and on Twitter before, but never met in person, or on ETH Finance as well, of course, but never met in person. So um, I'm really excited about seeing as many people as I can. And it's going to be really funny in a way because most people are going to recognize me from seeing my face on Rocket Fuel but I won't recognize anyone. So yeah, that will be that'll be an interesting experience. But hey, I'll be at the Rocket Pool booth for the majority of the, the conference. Um, and I'm just starting to like think about where I'm going to be at what times. So if you swing by the Rocket Pool booth, you're most likely to find me there. And um, I'll be happy to like talk to everyone and um, share my enthusiasm and excitement for uh, the future of Rocket Pool in person. So I hope you all have a lovely week. For those of you who are traveling to Denver, I hope you travel safely and I will see you there. Bye.